We're at the 25th anniversary of the Provincetown International Film Festival, talking to lots of LGBTQ filmmakers who are attending the film festival this year. Hi, I'm Sofia Castueta. My film is August at 22. Hi, I'm Ali Edwards, and my film is August at 22 also. Tell us about your film. Well, I'm the director of August of 22. Our film is a coming-of-age dramedy that takes place in New York about a floundering actress who accidentally falls in love with her best friend's girlfriend. I'm uh, Ali. I'm the writer and star. Our film is a, a really, I think, special film. It's primarily all first-time female filmmakers. Uh, we had a fully female and non-binary crew. And it's just a very special film about a really messy time in your life where you're trying to grasp at everything in front of you and kind of assemble your dream life at all costs. What would you like to accomplish with this film? Well, I think for a lot of us, it was like our calling card. You know, this is a lot of our first time making a feature-length film. and But beyond that, I think it really sets the tone for the rest of our career because we're queer female filmmakers and out of this film we created a production company that has this philosophy of continuing to support and uplift underrepresented communities so this film is the first of many in the slate for our production company Lady Parts Productions. And um, for me, as a writer, it just felt like something I had to do. It came out supernaturally and sort of all at once and yet slowly over the course that it was happening. The film is loosely based on some of my own misadventures as a young uh, queer 20-something artist. And I think, you know, one of the major takeaways for the film is that it's okay to be messy. It's okay to mess up and the grace of having uh, the ability to repair what you might have temporarily broken. And what would you like to accomplish with your work? That's a great question. Do you have an answer first? I do. Yeah. Um, I think overall what I would like to accomplish in my work is creating really honest, naturalistic portraits of the human experience with all the messiness and the ugliness and the beauty Life is not perfect and we're not perfect. And I really would like to make art that reflects that. I agree with that. I think I believe in the power of small, intimate, personal stories. I think, you know, there's obviously merit to the big genre, sci-fi, fantasy movies that are being made nowadays. But I don't want us to forget our humanity. And I believe in, like, stories about people and character-driven stories. And I also believe in the process of making art, the collaboration with your community, and, you know, looking to the people that you're surrounded with, like whether it's, you know, oh, I know this person that's really good at making concept art, or I know this person that's like a beautiful musician, and just inviting them into the collaboration process. I think that's something that I hope to continue doing with my work. What would you like to see for our LGBTQ community in the uh, Biden-Harris administration, especially with all these anti-LGBTQ legislation that's being passed across the country? What would you like to see happen for our community? I would love to see some more definitive, protective legislation from the administration, because we see people in Florida with DeSantis's for lack of a better term, BS, attacking the trans community and the queer community. And what I would really hope from the Biden-Harris administration is that they take definitive action to protect those people. Because 
clearly DeSantis is not interested in that. And, you know, th th I'm sure there are people in Florida that want to protect the queer and trans folks, but they feel powerless. And it's, you know, up to our federal government at this point to do something about it. And I think that's probably top of my list right now, protection. Yeah, I would say um, what's happening right now, despite having liberal leadership um, in office, is pretty heartbreaking and uh, maddening. I think representation is super important, getting more queer people, more people of color, more non-binary folks in important legislation and important positions in our government is super is going to be a big part of the change and getting some of those old bigot racist white people out would be uh would be great <laughs> with lgbtq teens already four times more likely to attempt suicide than their heterosexual peers after facing bullying what advice would you have for these kids especially in these challenging times i'd love to answer that so you know I felt very othered growing up as a as a queer woman. I had to hide a lot of who I was. I felt growing up, I was telling Sophia the other day, I kept going in and out of the closet. Um, and with that, I personally felt shame and depression and anxiety, and it's still something that I'm going through. I can only hope that there's resources, mental health resources and um, therapeutic resources that open up more for those kids and teens. Um, I think the internet has been more helpful in many ways because people are seeing really that they're not alone. They can open their social media apps and there's kids who've gotten to the other side of it who are now like, hey, now I can make movies about falling in love with women. Um, and I think that's really important on social media. As wonderful as it is and the opportunities that it does open for awareness, it also is a two-sided coin because the hate spreads as quickly as the love, which is yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a reason that we say queer community. And mm -hmm. I think that we need to be building community and supporting each other in this community and really leaning on each other. I really hope that teens that are feeling and facing demons that are unspeakable can just turn to their friends and their community. And, and I hope that those people that they turn to can lift them up and support them and in doing so support themselves. I just really believe in the power of community and friendships and supporting each other. And I feel like with COVID and with social media, in some cases, it's a really isolating time for people. And we need to counteract that with friendship and with connection and with just speaking to each other and being honest and vulnerable. And just, you know, there's no way through all of this, but together and united and I really just hope people lean on each other yeah there's no other way to really put that how can people get information uh, about your film and where can they see it um so we have a instagram speaking of social media <laughs> um at uh, august at 22 film uh we also have our production company's instagram at lady parts pro uh our film is releasing on july 25th on iTunes, Apple TV, Google Play, Amazon. Anywhere you can get your yes. video on demand. <laughs> yes. So that's how you can view it. Do you have a favorite quote or mantra to get you through difficult times? Oh, I do. I am enough. And what does that mean for you? Well, it's something that my mom said to me a lot when I was a teenager, just facing a lot of self-doubt and confusion. And 
seeking, like our protagonist in our movie, seeking external ways to validate who I was and my identity. And um, my mother just said, but you're enough. Sophia is enough. And I remember writing that down. And it's been something that I've been saying to myself since I was like 14 years old. My name is Fermin Rojas, and I'm the producer on There Are Things To Do. And my name is Mike Sires, and I'm the director. Tell us about your film. Our film, There Are Things To Do, is about the life of Irva Shivad and her relationship with Kay Clinton here in Provincetown. Irva she was a very big person. She was one of the leaders of the LGBT movement and inspired generations of people. But Provincetown was a place that she came to to recharge, to refresh, and to go out into the world to do her work. She had a very long-term, 34-year uh, relationship with Kay Clinton, who in herself is a major activist in the movement. And the two of them together were a major power force, inspiring generations of people. This film is about Urbishi and her life here with Kate. It's a love story between the two of them and then the impact that Urbishi had on the Provincetown community. So, as Mike was saying, it's only a 20-minute film. So, in the film, we had to figure out a focus of what story we wanted to tell. And at the heart of it, um, Urbishi's motto was start activism at the community level. And she lived by that motto here in Provincetown. She and Kate were part of our community. I've been a resident of Provincetown for over a decade now. And this is where other LGBTQ activists from around the country would gather annually with Irvishi and they would strategize and plot and figure out how they were going to raise money and then take all of these ideas that they had nurtured here and take them out into the world. And we also talked about what was going to be the backbone of the film. You always have to have somebody to hang it on. And the more we looked at footage and the interview that we did with Kate, I think it might have been one of Kate's full first interview, you know, full-length interview since Irvishy passed. And we realized this was a love story, a very powerful love story between two brilliant, amazing LGBTQ activists that nurtured each other. And we explore this very directly in the film. Uh, one of the things Irvishy says is, one of Kate's jokes can accomplish more than five hours of polemic on C-SPAN. So you can see this beautiful interplay of love and consciousness about our rights that was the center of their love and what they did here. The other thing that was very moving to us was the humility with which Irvishy always carried this out. You know, whether she was running the VAT group or challenging anti-LGBTQ plus laws, she also took the time to help create the Commons, which is a, a community center type organization here in town where artists have a place to develop their work and folks who come here and want to work can go and be part of the community. She wanted to make sure that at the community level, we were going to continue nurturing the fight for our rights. Do you want to add something to that? Yeah, I think the film also touches based on, uh, you know, how Provincetown really, where she came to Provincetown, really launched a lot that happened in the movement. In the early 90s, when she came here to write a book called Virtual Equality, 30 years ago, it was her vision for where the movement should go. And if you read that book today, it is so relevant. The last chapter in the book is called There Are Things to Do. Irvishi was very concerned that people would be complacent 
as we made progress in the movement. And she reminds us that each of us have a role in this movement to move things forward. And she has been a driving force. And so much has happened because of her, not just here in Provincetown, but in the world of LGBT movement. There was a guiding light that helped us tremendously in editing the film. And that was two brilliant young LGBTQ women in their early 20s. And we would show them different cuts of the film and they would come back with feedback. And at first I was like, ah, what are these young people going to tell us what to do? And then it dawned on me, this is who we need to reach with this film. Not in the sense of, oh, look, here we are, the older LGBTQ community, look at what we did. It's about providing them with the tools that our generations developed over the years and that Irvishi in particular developed to advance our rights. One of the things that um, Kate talks about in the film, you know, this anti-LGBTQ sentiment that's pervasive in our country right now, in some political circles, that Irvishi would probably be tickled by it because she would say when they get angry is because we've made gains and they're freaked out. And so in discussing the film with these two young women, there were things that we were going to cut out and they were like, no, leave that in. I never knew that before. Like LPAC, they didn't know about Lesbian Political Action Committee, which was an idea hatched here in Provincetown over a dinner. And it's now supporting multiple candidates at the state and local level, LGBTQ lesbians, basically, and trans candidates across the country. And that's where we're going to make a difference is at the grassroots. And... This film really carries that message about what Irvishi was saying. Intersectionality. It's not just about LGBTQ rights. It's also about black lives, Latino lives, voting rights, civil rights, intersectionality. And there's another larger scale film, a feature length film that's going to be developed by the amazing filmmaker Nancy Cates who is going to work on a feature-length documentary about the life of Irvish Shivat, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her work. We're a small community filmmakers, independent filmmakers. We love to support each other, so I'm plugging her future film <laughs> along with ours. But I, I do hope that particularly young people see this film. The next steps for this is we're going to submit it to all festivals across the country. We think we're pretty confident we're going to have a good festival run. And we would love to see it used in other organizations for training and activism. Mike, what's your hope for this? As Furman said, and we've also received significant interest by corporate America. Uh, they want to get this film seen also internally within their organizations in order to help create awareness about the things that we all need to do and to continue to move forward for everybody. Well, thank you so much. Thank you very much. It's always such a joy to talk to you. And thank you for all the work that you do. You reach people in places where they, you might be the only LGBTQ voice they hear. And uh, I'm going to stop now because I'm going to cry. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I'm Sam Shahid, the director of Kid Master, The Legacy of George Platt Lines. Tell me about your film. Well, the film is about a man who was a very successful commercial photographer. And he was really an artist. And... But his passion and love was male nudes. And at that time, he was living in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. And 
you know, it was only a personal thing, and he'd share those with his friends and all. But he could never be publicly ever display the work with his name on it. We did discover, though, there was a moment when he actually had five images of male nudes that were um, produced and published in a German publication, but under another name, not his name. But anyway, he wanted his legacy to be remembered for the male nudes, not for his successful work in fashion. He hated it. And the, uh, he kept only a few celebrities that he really liked. And most of it was all destroyed. But he wanted to remember his legacy to be the male nudes. But as you know, at that time, it was impossible. He could not see that as a reality. So when I was asked to design a book, The Male Nudes by George Matt Lyons, I was amazed at the work. I had never seen all of that. I knew who he was, saw other books that had been published, but only a few images, and I loved them. They were great. But I only knew the, those photographs. I knew nothing about him. And I didn't know all that work. So I said to myself, there needs to be a film about this man. He influenced so many people living today, and they were able to benefit his legacy and be very successful, but not George. So I want his legacy to live, and I knew film could make it happen. So that's how it all came about. What would you like to accomplish with this film? Well, like I said, I'm hoping that a major museum, you know, would be able to just really f feature just his male nudes. Not, even though it's some fashion that we do see, a few pieces of it, were wonderful and all, but... That what he really wanted you to know was what he did with the male nude. And I would hope that one day a major museum like the Guggenheim, who really owns a lot of his negatives, they were donated to them, given to the Guggenheim, but they've never ever published it in their museum. And I found out it's because they can't get a sponsor to support it. As you well know, museums need sponsors to support their shows and all. So they have not been able to land one. And I hope that the film will be able to make that a, a possibility, that a museum in a major city at all would be able to publish and show his male nudes. That was the genius of George. And, you know, you look at the circle that he was surrounded by. I mean, they were all well-known artists that became well-known, like Paul Cadmus and Jared French and Chelichev, all on and on. Ligon Kirsten, who hired him to photograph the ballet. Those work is unbelievable. And they've been hidden all these years. So it's now becoming surfacing. The piece here, a piece there and all. But to really have, my God, could you imagine Ismail News and a Guggenheim or a Whitney? I mean, it'd be phenomenal. Well, they should be. If they did an exhibition for Robert Maplethorpe, there's oh. no reason why they can't do this as well because it's, it's in the same vein. I think that Maple Thorpe probably took a cue from George Flatline. It's very interesting because when we were doing research on George and all, the man was still living. We, we were able to film and interview five people that knew George really well, that worked with him, loved him, and uh, Bernard Perlin, who George really was so fond of and later in his life, he left all his work they didn't give Kenzie to Bernard Perlin. And Bernard Perlin loved George. I mean, he was great. And Robert Maplethorpe and Sam Wagstaff, his agent, that made him famous and all, they visited Bernard, and they wanted to see the Platte Lines photographs after George had already died and all. There was 10 of them they loved, and they said, hold these, we'll be back to pick them up. And we discovered they never came back. Bernard said they didn't. And he was very upset about it. But in, Philip Geffner wrote a book about Sam Wagstaff and Robert Maplethorpe. And in the book, he talks about that. And he says that Sam wanted Robert to be the star. So therefore, he didn't want Platt Lines into his life. Interesting enough, the foundation, Platt Maplethorpe Foundation, I know two good friends who are on the director, board of directors. And one of them says, 
Oh, he might have heard of him. Okay, but let me tell you something. The Getty Museum in L.A. showed a collection of work, and there were five photographs of flat lines as a gift from Sam Wagstaff. So, yes, they were very familiar with it. What would you like to accomplish with your work? When I started the film 10 years ago, I didn't see a problem with us being gay or anything, you know. And it seemed like we moved on. It was just great. So I got really concerned in a way, thinking, well, would anyone be that interested? It's a passe. It's a past and all. But as we know today, it is important. Because what's happening is we're going, not we ourselves going backwards, but the world is. And politicians, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the churches. I mean, it's unbelievable. Don't say gay and, you know, the trans situation. I mean, it's really unbelievable what's happening right now. And I think it's spreading. And I hope that this film will make everyone aware to be an artist, you should have that freedom. And then I hope to do other films, you know. It's my first movie I've ever done. I'm a creative director and I've done fashion advertising campaigns with commercials and all and design a lot of books so i know storytelling you know but a film you directed it you know i said yes i did and i want to be recognized as that you know it's it's sometimes you're not always comfortable with it but all of a sudden you hear the word a filmmaker i thought wow i am you know do you have a favorite quote or a mantra to get you through difficult times yeah be yourself and be happy Wherever you are, whoever you are, just love yourself and share that love that you feel about yourself to everyone you come in contact with in life.